everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. I'm Rob, this is Rich. And on the biggest series for an English cricket fan brings the biggest amount of hope, but it also brings the biggest amount of disappointment. Rich, we're two tests into the ashes and uh, I am done with playing in Australia for another four years, mate. Yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a great series. You know, the guys are on the way home now, aren't they, as far as I'm concerned? Um, it'll be Christmas soon. And then, you know, just carry on. Just uh, they, that's, that's, the, that's the series over. They just give you a bit, don't they? Like, it, it's poor, Always. poor, poor. They would lose three days, but then they give yeah. you a session. And that session makes you go, we could win this test. Mm. Like at the Gabba, we had four hours of good cricket. And we went, you know what? We might pull off a miracle we here. Can- we can always pull off a miracle. It's that time of year as well, isn't it? Um, oh, do you know what? Just every time, is it? You build things up in your mind. I'm always saying, look, my, my head's saying one thing, but my heart's saying another. But the same old flaws, the same old problems, the same old issues with selection. And it's just all disjointed thoughts, isn't it? And thinking when you look at this England setup at the moment. But they'd still reel you back in. You know, even though we didn't look like we could win in Adelaide, oh, we can draw. We can definitely yeah. draw. Jimmy and Broad at the crease. Come on, lads. Only another 20 overs to go. (laughs) We still believe it can happen. It's ridiculous. I don't know why we put ourselves through it. Last time, I wasn't angry, even though I sounded angry, according to somebody. Uh, I was disappointed. This time, I'm just just disappointed and disappointed. Um, Yeah, we we could go round in circles in this pod, so we have to be careful not to just rant. Because uh, this is this isn't just a cathartic moment for us. I want this to be cathartic for everybody. So hopefully we're going to pick up on some of the frustrations you've all got um, and see. We're not going to stay there. We're going to try and pick some positives out as well. We're trying. We, we've got to see who's doing all right. Yeah, I, think, end, I, I think that's I think, fair, mate. Because to, to be honest, I think I'm one of the more optimistic cricket fans on Twitter for this English team. And on Thursday mm. night at the close of play, it was half past midnight here, and I'm putting it out going. We're going we're to save this test. Two days to go. We're going to save this test. Um, mm. But we're going to break it down from start to finish. Everything that's gone on in between, all the ups, the downs, mm. and uh, drop catches. Selection, Rich. Let's, Lots let's start of ups off and downs. right at the start. So we knew Australia had changes. We, we learned yep. about Pat Cummins um, being a close contact, and he's now yep. somewhere else. I think he's at the G, ready, ready to play already. Probably got his whites on. He's enjoying life that much. Um, oh, yeah. But it did mean... Mm. This was a no Hazelwood, no Cummings attack that England were going up against. That's that's pretty big. That's the number one bowler in the world and one of the other top 10 bowlers you're going against. So England makes some changes to go against that. Yeah, I mean, Jai Richardson first. Got to, just got to, we can't dust past him just yet. I'm sure we'll talk about him again. But he was a strong player coming in anyway. We was, was looking forward to seeing him play. And he did not disappoint. He was exceptional, I thought. Um, really, really good. Michael Nisa came in. England should know Michael Nisa. He spent some time in county cricket. Um, so it's a little bit inexcusable. But whoever it was, it might have been one of Michael Nisa's relatives, whoever it was it who sat next to Pat Cummins, probably found out which restaurant he was going into. Nisa got his cousin or his mate, gave him a bit of money. Obviously, this didn't happen. Um, to just go and sit near him and just cough near him. And, uh, you know, Cummins had to drop out. That was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> it's only his second game as captain. Um, he has to sit out. What a weird, weird time we all live in. Uh, but yeah, they, they were pretty solid selections for Australia, but it certainly weakened them. Yeah, uh, And they did have some question marks in their lineup still, didn't they? With people like Harris at the top of the order. I wasn't sure if Warner was fit, but Warner was fit. And he, he obviously uh, performed well as well. You know, by the time the test was ended, it was completely forgotten that there was any question mark over David Warner. He looked absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, England, 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 England. Um, so Alistair Cook spoke after the close of the play. And to just bring it up now. We did just speak about this briefly offline, but... You don't usually hear an ex-England captain or an ex-England star like him be critical. And he was talking about how they didn't play Broad in the first test, which was just a no-brainer to play someone like Broad. Anderson probably wasn't fit, but Broad should absolutely 100% have played. Second game, so after we play a spinner in the first game, and he goes for quite a lot and he's hardly played any cricket, we then don't play a spinner at Adelaide when you've got to play a spinner at Adelaide. 
it just seems like they are making it up as they go along. It does seem like it's disjointed. It doesn't seem like there's a plan. There must be a plan. I, I don't really understand what's going on with the thinking. It just seems so all over the shop at the moment. Um, well, you've had four just years, mate. I mean, it's four years enough time to prepare to play an Ashes series down under. You, you tell me, because from I what playing, I can see, but... <laughs> preparation's exactly. just been ripped up. It's like something's changed. Oh, panic stations going on well, everywhere. It, it almost seems to me as if Joffrey Archer is injured, therefore we don't have a plan anymore. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I just true. don't understand it. How do you win in Australia? You need a good spinner. We, we had a good spinner yep. in Swan when we did that. You need someone that's fast and you need bounce in your attack. Generally, yeah. as your bowling attack to be able to do that. And Ollie Robinson's definitely given us a bit more bounce, but we've, we are hamstrung by having Archer mm. out, um, Ollie Stone, Stone out, mm. and Mark Wood on a drip, just trying to get him through maybe three test matches in the series. And that's no offence mm. to Mark Wood. It's just he's a great bowler. We just yeah. ideally would use him more because he's the only one of his ilk that we've got available. <laughs> well, that's more the thing, isn't it? It's the old break glass in case of emergency, isn't it, for Mark Wood? <laughs> but, it, you know, I don't know. We may as well send him home now. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, don't go down that path just yet, Rich. We are going to have some positivity. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you can't play Wood in, in five consecutive test matches in Australia, it's, it's, especially at the moment. If these guys decided to start taking catches like the Australians are doing, which I must say Australia have been exceptional, yeah. Uh, in the slips, gullies, and, and anywhere in the field. If a catch comes, it, it's been, you know, I think there must be a 99% catch rate of them. I think there's been one go down. Um, there might be a couple of half chances here and there, but England have been just awful, really, haven't they? I mean, they're a 50-50 catch inside, it feels like, at the minute. It feels like <laughs> me with a flat one coming at me. Give me a, give me one that goes into orbit on the boundary and I'll pouch it all day, but give me a flat one in the covers and I'll, I've got no idea. So... Just, so, I don't know what's going on with this England side, mate. It just, but it just seems really, really disjointed and, and disorganised in their thinking. So they didn't make a change to the top seven, but they made changes to the bowling. Mm -hmm. No yeah. spinner being the obvious yep. choice that was made. Now, Jack Leach has been <clears throat> overlooked, mistreated, dropped, mm. um, got bouts of something where in New Zealand when he got really, really sick. And they've only used him when it's an ultra-spinning pitch. This was the pitch to use him on in Australia. Basically, what you're saying, Jack Leach, thanks for your time, but you're never going to play test cricket for us again. You may as well. You may as well. You know, I, I, I kind of joke earlier, but you may as well send people like him home. It's, it's, what's the point of him spending Christmas in Australia? I mean, it, actually, yeah. actually, no. Don't send him home just yet. Sounds quite a nice thing, Christmas in Australia, for, for just for one year. <laughs> Um, but it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're, they're showing time and time again that if you're a bowler who cannot bat or they perceive you cannot bat, and we all know Jack Leach has got the old rear guard action in him, um, but if they're saying he can't bat, they're not really interested in you. You, you. you don't provide that right balance for the team. You know, Wokes, we love him, but Wokes in Australia is not Wokes who we all adore. No. Wokes isn't as a successful a bowler, but he can bat at eight. You know, I'm, it, like we we spoke about before the last, before you know, in the preview to this test, it wouldn't have surprised me if they'd picked Don Best because they really should have gone with a spinner. And I'm not talking about Ollie Robinson, but I am talking about a, a proper spinner. No disrespect. Um, but you you then give a balance, and and I don't think it's the right decision necessarily a Don Best, but because he can bat, you get a chance. And they just don't seem to rate Jack Leach as simple as that. Like you say, unless it's an absolute burner. He's not getting a game. It feels that way. But then saying that, the next, you know, MCG might present itself as a beautiful bowling track and they probably won't bowl, a, uh, they'll probably play a spinner again, as in a seamer track, sorry. So I, I just don't know their thinking. It's just bizarre. They, they, they weren't bold enough to pick a Matt Parkinson and a Merverdi. Um, I'm trying to think who else might have been on the periphery of these, uh, of the spinner spin oh, conversation. A, a Critchley. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. can you, can you? You, I, don't, I don't think you can. I don't think you can pick a spinner and go, excuse me, Mr. Spinner, you've taken some wickets in mm. county cricket. We appreciate yeah, that. His, but his we, we've not given mm. you any preparation in test cricket. These mm. other guys we've trusted for a few years have failed us right at the end and we don't trust them. Mm. Um, come and have a bowl in Australia, mate, and see how you go. Because it's, it's going to be career-ending. Oh, it's, it's thankless, isn't it? We've seen it before. We've seen it with some young blokes, haven't we? That's come over and then we've not seen him for a couple of years after. I mean, Mason Crane uh, was was thrown in, wasn't he? So I'm not, I'm not saying it was the right thing for us to do, but we need to have... I mean, you know, look at the series as we are now. 2-0, you have to roll the dice. You have to you have to gamble on something. If we just go mm, tweak here, tweak there, it'll be 
There's no, you know, we spoke about, you know, it's so important. The selection at the Gabba was so important because you cannot go behind in Australia. Yeah, You cannot go behind, honestly. If, if you go 1-0 down and then start badly or allow Australia to start well, whichever way you want to say it in Adelaide, and then lose Adelaide, that's it. You're on a roll. You, you're falling down a cliff face here. Um, if we get a draw at the Gabba, you then can get a win at Adelaide. That's the way I see this sort of tour. They yeah. know this is why, like in England, we change it every every year, don't we, or every series with where we arrange the games. They know Gabba is so difficult to win at, unless yeah. you're unless you're India, obviously. Tim Payne's in charge, as you like. <laughs> Sorry, to Tim Payne. See you at the Gabba. Sorry, see you, you at the Gabba. There, mate. Um, see you at the Gabba. Aussies batted first, mate. Won the toss, batted. Now, I was saying to you before we go on air. Nine mm. times out of ten, you win the toss and you bat in Australia. And the one time you think about not batting, uh, you st- you still bat. Joe Root mm. still made the wrong decision in the first test match, and I'm standing by it. That is the hill that I'm going to go on. Darham today. He Joe made Root massively the wrong decision. If you'd have <laughs> put blinders on him and just walked him to the track and said, you don't know where you are, mate. You're in Australia, but you don't know where you are. This is your track. What's your team and what you're going to do? I'm having yeah. a bowl, and I'm going with four seamers. Yeah. That's what you do at Brisbane. We can we blame Nasser saying, but we don't. We, it's not Nasser's fault, but it's Nasser's thinking, isn't it, that got in the way of this England setup? So, yeah, that's right. But go on then, carry on. So, <laughs> Australia made four hundred and seventy-three for nine declared, which sounds pretty Easy. brutal. They batted one hundred and fifty overs, mm. which also sounds pretty brutal. But for the best part of it, mate, mm. apart from the end where Michael Nessa scored. At 35, oh, wow. and Mitchell Stark started hitting it out of the stands for 39, yeah. even though he didn't hit any sixes and they're all fours. Mm. I thought England, very similar to the to the Gabba, showed a huge amount of control with their solely right arm <laughs> seam attack. A huge <laughs> amount of control and really limited the game from getting away from them a lot of the time. But that's kind of hanging on. I'm hanging on to a positive here, Rich. We bowled with I great think you're control. Right, though. I think you're right to do that, though. I mean, you know, it, it what was it 220 to 21 for two at the end of day one. Now, that's not a great day for Australia in the run rate column. Obviously, only two wickets down is exceptional, but there shouldn't have been only two wickets down. Labisham was sat there not out, wasn't he, on a, on a good score, 95 not out. He was dropped twice uh, in that time, wasn't he? England have opportunities. We can criticise, and we will, and everyone does, and it's difficult to be consistent with criticism sometimes, isn't it? But... England bowling attack isn't quite as bad if we take the catches. It's not. It's not the bowl. The bowl is slightly <laughs> so, short. But yes, yeah. If they feel if they took catches like the Australians took catches, all of a sudden Marnus is on twenty five. He yeah. nicks off to um, Josh Butler who who pans it down. He also yeah. pans it down when he's on ninety five as well. Because to be fair, Marnus batted superbly. Leaves yeah. the ball better than anyone I've seen in world cricket for many a year, irrespective of the, the England players aren't watching him leave and still try and play at the bloody balls. But at the end mm. of day one, it looked for all money he was going to get out. It was a, just a standard nick through to Butler. Mm. And you're, you're going to this, but he just, mm. he just drops it. It's literally 99 times out of 100, probably more, 999 times out yeah. of 1,000, minus the Mark Butcher mm. one of Alan Donald when Atherton was batting at Trent Bridge. That mm. is caught. And that is yeah. just moments. Test matches are one on moments when they're close because we are close mm. to Australia. We're just not taking any yeah. chances. We're not taking any moments. We're not capturing the game. No. no. First off, before we go into Josh Butler, there is a mentality concern for me with this England team. We don't seem like we, we want to be on the front foot. I mean, we'll get to it in a minute, but the Josh Butler dismissal towards the end of the final day summed us up in some ways, wasn't it? It was going, yeah. he was getting that deep in his crease, that deep in his crease, suddenly he's treading on his stumps when we're trying to save a game. We're, it was almost kind of literally back to the wall, wasn't it? Back <laughs> to the stumps, heel to the stumps. But that's kind of summed us up. But there's a mentality concern for me and we don't seem like we're, on the batting side more so, we don't seem like we're brave enough to go out Australia. Yeah. We don't seem like we're, we're, I don't want to say brave enough, but we don't seem like we we understand I don't even know how the right way to say this, but we cannot take the big moments. We can't sniff the big moments and we can't take advantage of the big moments. Josh Butler, by the time it gets to that, that was the second drop, wasn't it? The one that was pretty much just hit his hands. Yep. Matt Pryor was on the money, obviously. Matt Pryor, great keeper, had a great career for England. And you know what winds me up more than anything in cricket is wicketkeeper batsmen that 
go with hands and they're there because they're a good batsman. Joss Butler is a great cricketer and he's not a bad keeper. But I'm always in the Chris Reed camp. I'm always in the later in his career, not so much because I just didn't like the way he played, but I liked James Foster early on. Yeah. Ben Folks, these players. Apart from when I saw Ben Folks at Lords sat in the crowd, he looked a bit too cool for me. I don't know. He had his shades on. He looked a bit like Ed Smith. Maybe he's trying to impress Ed Smith, even though he's a good looking man, Ben Folks. Yeah, good looking man. Jealous. <laughs> Although you've got a bit of a folks quiff going on there today. You just need some nice aviators, mate, and you're there. But I like my proper keepers that can also bat. Yeah. Lazy feet. And this is what Pryor went on to talk about. And it was so, so important. If you get lazy with your feet, you start throwing your hands, you're going to make mistakes. It looks amazing on TV. For people that don't really get obsessive about wicket keepers, you start going with your hands and dive and take these stops, make these stops and take these catches. Oh, wow. What a catch. What a catch. All I'm looking at is like, no, he's just made hard work of it. Yep. He's, you know, well done with the hands, but he's made hard work of it. If you're not getting into position, Sometimes you have to dive after you've done a great bit of movement with your feet, but you've still got to be moving your feet. And he wasn't doing that at all. The second catch, it was his hands. Yes. But if he takes a little step across, he takes it in line with his body. And it's a simple catch. It's just so infuriating that we're not doing the basics. And that is a perfect example of not doing basics. You're getting lazy as the day goes on. Yes, it's it's a tiring, long day in Australia. But you've got to keep doing the absolute fundamentals if you want to be able to achieve the fact that we're it, dropping so many catches, clearly we're not doing the fundamentals. Yeah. And it, what's the reward? Like, you guys are out here bowling exceptionally. Jimmy had great control. He, he said he didn't feel he could bowl any fuller because it was drivable and the ball wasn't doing a great yeah. deal. So they offered you yeah. control. And the control is the pressure. Mm. And the pressure creates a moment. And the moment has got to be captured for all that hard work to come to fruition. Because let's make no mistake about it. Marnus Lavashane scored 103. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too. But not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy, but Planet Fitness has the cure. Boost your energy with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs for $1 down and $10 a month. Join the judgment-free zone today. Deal extended to Wednesday, April 12th. See Home Club for details. Out of everyone that's played at least 20 test matches in the history of cricket, he's got the second highest average behind Bradman. That's a good record. And Steve Smith, oh, batting with him at number four, has got the fourth highest record of anyone playing more than 20 test matches. So Mm. essentially what you've done is you've dropped them and you've dropped Stephen Smith. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? When's the next chance coming up? Oh, well, they both averaged 60. So you're probably going to get it in 60 runs time. Marnus went from 25. He got dropped again on 95. 70 runs in between, not far off his average. Yeah. It's, it, it's Mate, just that. And this team looks completely different if their two key cogs to the middle of the innings have been mm. removed from pressure through good catching. Because you've got Travis Head, who's a good player in Australia, but he likes freedom. And you saw that in the second mm. innings. And you've got Cameron Green, who's just trying to work out how to play a straight one at the moment. And you've got Alex Carey, who's new to Test cricket. Yeah. And then you're into a, not a bad tail, but you're into a tail. It's a different game. You have two wickets onto the score every time. Absolutely. You're in a better position. You've been given the chance to get two wickets, and you've mm. just gone, nah. No, not today, lads. Yeah, that's it. You, I mean, you look at that scorecard, and you know, everyone has 95 for Warner, 103 for Lavishan, 93 for Smith, and then it's 18 2, Travis Head and Cameron Green. But it's also notable as well. Alex Carey's coming to the side. He's contributed 51 for him yeah. in that first innings as well. They're contributing. And that's, we'll look at England in a second, uh, just after we spoke about Michael Nisa in, in a minute. But, um, they are contributing. That, you know, Travis Head in the first test obviously got himself a man of the match award, didn't he? Um, yep. for uh, for his contributions. 
England haven't had those contributions from players coming into the team or even those ones that have stayed in the team. Michael Neeser, quickly before we move on to the England's first innings, that was stunning. That was stunning. 35 or 24. I think I saw somewhere that that was the best strike rate of a debutant batsman hitting over a certain amount. Of you know one of them really, really bizarre stats yeah. that you have to crowbar into a tiny little box, but it's, it's a really cool stat anyway. But basically, it was an exceptional debut performance from uh, from Michael Neese with the bat before he'd even got hold of a cherry to have a run in with. No, that is. And confidence. cherry. Confidence it gives the team. Everyone loves it when someone's belting mm. the ball around. Two, two more points on this innings, mate. Yep. Chris Wokes now has the proud average of 13 wickets. He's got 13 wickets in Australia, Chris yep. Wokes. I'm, I'm waiting yep. for his average to appear at an average okay. of 55. That's over multiple series. Um, Yikes. So when does his, and I really appreciate his runs at number eight, he's probably the best number eight in world cricket. India may yep. have a, something to say against that, but when <laughs> does that become too much? And when does Ben Stokes, right, Ben Stokes is hopping around on one knee. He's, he's all hot. He's all, he's all gumption. Mm. He's all balls, Ben Stokes, and I bloody love it. But don't have him bowling 20 overs halfway down on the track, killing himself when you're, you're right. It was worth it for a go with Marnus because he was struggling and he was shitting himself. He was going, oh, it's near my body. I don't know what to do. And that's great. Do it for a bit. But don't do it against every single player that comes out and have four men back on the boundary. Test match cricket's about taking wickets. Australia rode the momentum. And whenever there was a chance, there was fielders in positions. We, yeah. we saw the that... ball go through second slip, third slip. It's just there. Two points. Wokes and uh, stop bowling bloody short for 90 overs. Yeah, it, it was bizarre, wasn't it? It was that first day was just such a nobody really wanted to take advantage of anything. Australia were playing quite conservatively, and England didn't really want to challenge. Uh, they were just quite happy to contain and wait for a mistake, which is a great plan if you're then going to take the mistake when it comes. Uh, but absolutely don't. Chris Wokes, we need to have a conversation about Chris Wokes. I feel like it's one of those where he's come home late at night when we're just waiting for him at the kitchen table. Chris, <laughs> have a seat. There's we an intervention coming on here. Exactly. Right, quickly. Um, this is the one I found. Tim Wigmore, um, I guess he's a reporter at Tim Wigmore on Twitter. 2017 Adelaide, Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad and Chris Wokes all played in the first innings. So obviously that's the seam attack we went in yep. with. 88 combined overs, 20 maidens, 230 runs conceded for four wickets. And this is in the first innings. 2021, Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad and Chris Wokes in the first innings combined. 78.4 overs, about 10 less. 22 maidens, 234 for four. Or four for two hundred and thirty-four. If you're in Australia, where well, is the progress? Where is the mental? You know, what are we thinking? We've gone in with exactly the same seam attack as we did four years ago, and we have exactly the same result. Ah, I don't know. Can we? Can we talk about? There's the nothing batting? you can do to go <laughs> other than just shake your head and go. Well, we've not really progressed a lot in four years. In fact, you can make a huge call saying that this is one of the worst years we've had in Test cricket. Um, I don't know. Since since the year two thousand, we've not been too bad since probably two thousand three. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. It's incredible that we haven't mentioned how well David Warner batted in on that. But yeah, well done, David. Good for you, mate. We, we um, sort of did. So, um, yeah, two hundred thirty six England batted eighty four mm. overs. Kind of got through to yep. a second new ball, which is which is good. We mm. we did have a few overs to bat under lights, pink ball. Swinging around. Rory Burns nicks off to a stocks. Great delivery. Great delivery. Mm. But if I'm watching Marnus Labashane, I'm saying he's probably not playing that ball. And Hasebi Hamid played a really, really poor shot. That means <laughs> that mm. since 1990, this is the second worst year we've had for opening batsmen. We now average 22.63 and have had 13 ducks from our openers this year. Um, that's pretty horrendous. <clears throat> And it's getting had, concerning. It's consistently <laughs> inconsistent, which is very frustrating. And we've made changes. We've tried multiple people at the top of the order, and it's it's just not working. And I'm going to start on Burns. Now, Burns obviously isn't pretty, but Burns has – I think Burns has got to where he is through hard work. Puts in the mahi, and he scores a shed load of runs. No one likes mm. looking at him, but – Everyone appreciates the volume of runs that he puts on the cricket pitch and the value mm -hmm. he adds to the team, irrelevant of how he looks. Yep. So he goes out there. He's out again. 
He's struggling in this series. He's dropped catches. He's thrown overthrows. He looks a little mentally shot to me. He's 32 mm. games into his test career. He's averaged less than 28 the last two calendar years. And he's been given the most amount of time as an, for a player, as an opener for England, since Strauss has gone other than Alistair Cook playing. Is mm. the end of the road for Rory Burns? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because over the years, over the last few years, when we've been looking at openers, we've kind of hit that end point. We've tried so many. We've hit that point where it's it's not so much is his performance currently warranting to continue his stay in the test side. Well, that's one thing. The second thing is, well, who's going to replace him? If we had players absolutely kicking the door in, then there is a conversation to be had to say, well, he deserves a chance. But really what we're doing, we're looking around and going, well, Zach Crawley's next. Yeah. And we'll get into selection shortly. I don't the average too is 11 this year. But this is my problem. This is the issue. Zach Crawley could be a nice cricketer. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. But he's not coming in with any confidence or form. Rob Yates or Alex Lees are with the Lions. Rob Yates they're back, they're back in England, mate. They, they, oh, they're they're home now. They, sorry, they were over there with the line. So you've yeah. got to assume that they are the next people that they're looking at. Yeah. Rob Yates had a, had a good year, didn't he, for Warwickshire? Um, it is Warwickshire, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, obviously, Alex Lees was my shout um, up in Durham for, for the, you know, the next opener. It, it disappoints me that they're not, you know, at least one of those boys hasn't stayed with the squad. There should have been changes in the squad to just bring in a few of those lads, even though Alex Lees didn't score a run, I don't think, in Australia. Um, so it doesn't really help. But this is the problem. It's not necessarily the performance of the openers at the moment. It's also what you do next. Yeah. If you're telling me we drop Burns to bring in Zach Crawley, then I'll keep Burns in for a little bit longer. I'll yeah. do the same as what England did with Dom Sibley, is that we'll give him at least one test too many rather than one test not enough. Again, Alistair Cook has been really, really insightful listening to the likes of Cook and Pryor. And it almost feels like their sleep you know, deprived state of uh, staying up all night watching these games, he's got is just loosening them up a bit and giving a bit more honesty. The honesty box about open. It. Yeah, it, it seems to though because it, they do seem. You know, Rory Burns. They spoke about you know you should do what you do in county cricket. Do what makes you successful when you get to the Test arena. You shouldn't be going to Test cricket and getting your you know your uh, techniques completely changed because that's too late. Surely you should be a rounded cricketer by the time you hit Test cricket. There are always little things you can be doing, but not a fundamental change. But Rory Burns needs to, as Alistair Cook was say, saying, so I'm kind of paraphrasing him here, he has to make a decision now. Does he want to go on and play another 20, 30, 40, whatever test for England, or yeah. does he want to play another one or two? Because if he gets through this series without any success, he is done. And I hate to say that because I don't dislike Rory Burns at all. He was my preferred opener of yeah. the two because um, he can score runs. And it looked like when Hamid first came in, they developed a rapport and they developed some sort of positive you know, way of playing together. It seemed to yeah. uh, free him up. But Burns but is he, he, it's so strange, well, eh? It's so yeah, but this, is, this is the point I was going to just get into. Sorry, it's a long point. <laughs> um, he needs to now make the decision, not just do I want to play longer, but how am I going to play longer? And if he is going to play longer, he has to then rectify some of these quirks that, yes, has given him success, but has shown that he's, he's, he's finding it at that next step against bowlers bowling a few extra mile an hour, better quality, Mitchell Stark and the like. Yep. He needs to now sort some of that stuff out. Mid-series, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he has to, if he wants to play for England long-term, he has got to now straighten some of this technique out because he's yep. not going to be playing for cricket for England long if he doesn't because it's clearly not working. No, it, that's, a, that's a solid, solid point, mate. Um, Jared Kimber, um, Crick Info writer, did a great video on him and he took some uh, still shots of his bat and his bat just isn't coming down straight. And no, although it, he can get in some decent positions, he's not doing it consistently. The other thing about him, mate, he gets yeah. out to off-spin ex just an extraordinary amount. He's got a stupidly low average to the point yeah. he almost got bullied by Roston Chase, who you can barely uh, call an off-spinner. Uh, I think Whoa. he's been out to him five times in his test career. Wow. So it's, it's, it's problems up top trying to yeah. fight through a new ball. And then he does succumb to the uh, thing. But he can make yeah. test hundreds. He's made three of them. He's made an yeah. Ashes hundred. Hopefully he'll come good. But, um, but he, we, I mean, we, we can say be positive and say he's made three hundreds. But we can also say he's only made three hundreds. Yeah. And he's had I'll a go, lot of he, opportunities. 
Yeah. Only can only we... made um, only yeah. made three hundred, but it did give us some light, mate. And this is this is the hope of England that you get. Yeah. So we yeah. we close seventeen for two. Can, we come. Can out. we just just one sec though? We I feel like we've given Hasib Hamid a pass here by not talking about him. Yeah, I gave him a little backhander because he's playing for knots. Yeah, look, that shot was horrific. That was yeah. shot got out the little flick. Um, one of my favourite players, not Samit Patel. That was a Samit dismissal. A little flick, a flick. You, Lazy. If he's on a hundred, I don't mind him getting out like that. But yeah. when you're on six or whatever it was, that was it was criminal shot. Yeah, you know, especially after Burns had just gone as well. It was just one of those. Obviously, he's not meant to do it. The ball's there, and he's just had a go. He, sh- he should know Michael Nisa. He-, he must have played against him at some point, or at least he's been able to see him a lot, or you know, talk to players that have played against him. Really bad shot. He's had a really bad test match. Got a duck in the second innings, didn't he? Yeah. He's struggling. It, I, I, there's, I'm not calling time on him at the moment, but my concern with him with him was getting bogged down after he starts getting in. Yeah. This this game he didn't get in, so there is there is huge huge pressure because I'm sure you're going to go and say, you know, we we we, we always these openers we're, we're asking way too much of the likes of Milan and Root. But in the first two tests, we have seen success from Root and Milan, aren't we? And these yeah. are the hopes as we go and forward. I, I think I give Hamid more of a pass because I actually thought he played pretty well in the first test. He got a couple of starts. He played really um, well. Yeah, I thought, well, quite. So 142 for two come lunchtime mm. on day two. Milan's on 68, Root's on 57. Everyone in England's waiting up going, I tell you what, boys, they only scored 479 here. I reckon we can do it. <laughs> it's more of that sleep deprivation, isn't it? Brittle middle order, mate. Ben Stokes isn't quite the player yet, is he? It feels like by the end of this series, he'll be on fire. He'll be doing yeah. a Mark Butcher at uh, at um, where was it? Was it he- Old Trafford when we got was it three? We got beat three one, but we always just remember Mark Butcher's hundred and seventy two running off with a stump. Yeah, exactly. After we've just lost the series, but that was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like Ben Stokes is is just building his way back up. But that middle order of Pope and Butler. And then you're into the bowlers. It's uh, there's big concerns there. It, it it is, mate. Cameron Green, I think, has been a real plus point for this Australian team. He's managed mm. to get a bit of the wood on Joe Root after Josh Hazelwood or Pat Cummins. He kind of mm. fills that role quite nicely for them. But then we get into a an England procession, mate. So Milan goes Milan. How nice is a David Milan cover drive or cut shot? Yeah. It's just. <laughs> It's joyful. It makes you feel yeah. good about life. You imagine Ted Lasso playing a cover drive, mate. It probably looks like that. Obviously, <laughs> first into the first, eighty-two and eighty in the, the findings. It's not nice to see that he's starting to because we need somebody locked in. It's all alongside Root at the moment because he's pretty much Joe two blokes. He. He's batted superbly. I am worried about him against Nathan Lyon. I feel like Nathan Lyon's really, really got his number going on, and um, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if we see him struggle a little, a little bit more against against mm. offspin as as we go along. We 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 start a procession, mate. So we lose yeah. lose Root, we lose Milan. Ben Stokes comes in, makes thirty four, bats pretty well. Ollie Pope gets out mm. to spin. Now Ollie Pope does get out to spin. That's one of the things he does. He only averages twenty-one against spin in his career, as opposed to thirty-four against pace bowling. Um, mm-hmm. But this isn't the first time Nathan Lyons got him out. It's not the first time a, an off spinner's got him out. And I think when we were talking about Ollie Pope and we su- summing him up, because we had such high hopes after that South African, mm-hmm. I think it was two thousand eighteen series. It's like God. He comes in. He scores runs. It's the next incarnation of Ian mm. Bell, except the good version, not the early part of his career. It's it's awesome. Even cover drives like him. And now we're in a position where he's going, oh, you know what? He averages 29. He's like everyone else in the team. He plays seem okay. He can't play spin. Um, and he's looking very frenetic. Yeah, there's something about him at the crease, isn't it? It just doesn't look right. It doesn't look as if he's settled. Has he got when a he game gets plan? There. Does he know what I don't. Is? I, I don't know. You would you would imagine. I mean, one of the issues with the way cricket is now. Yes, it's great to have all this information, but sometimes you can overload people. You yep. can have them thinking too much about what's this bowler going to do. This blah blah blah. You just got to play the ball sometimes, haven't you? It's easier said than done when Stark's bowling as well as he did. And that's yeah. my little way of saying Mitchell Stark was bowled exceptionally well in this test. Coming into the series with question marks around him, Shane Warne. Um, but Stark's playing really well, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Ollie Pope, I would like to say that I, I, I'm i not trying to be revisionist here, but 
it was definitely the bell comparisons, but we also, we've seen quite a direct comparison. We, I thought Pope was going to be one of the players that keeps going in and out of the team until he finds his feet because yeah. he is a really good player. I was hoping that he'd already had that and now he was coming into the team and he was going to hit the ground running in this series, but he's not there. And I, I think they need to take him out of the firing line. Now, who, where you go as an alternative, again, like the opener, isn't overly astounding. What Dan Lawrence, is it? You yep. could play Zach Crawley down there as well if you uh, if you chose to. Maybe you can bring someone in at five and let Stokes just uh, rest, you know, take a spot lower, uh, just to rest him up a little bit. He bats really well with the tail, doesn't he? So your Pope Pope out syndrome. You've I, got Pope out syndrome. I think so. I think I am, and I, I'm reluctant to say because I think he's a really good cr- cricketer. But you've yep. got to look at the way players are playing, and it's not just how they're getting out necessarily. It's quite an important thing, but it's also just how they look. Um, it's a bit like when you're watching football, isn't it? And if, if you see a midfielder with time on the ball, always yeah. got time, no matter where he is, in, in you know where where people are in relation to him, you know he's got some quality. At the minute, Pope doesn't look like he's got time. We, we can use that same conversation with cricket, can't we? Time at the crease, he just doesn't look like he's quite there. He's just he's he's feeling for the ball. He's going with his hands a little bit, and you know he's had some issues with his technique over the last year. Or so he was one that was batting on off stump and then changed his guard and. So there's a lot of tinkering going on behind the scenes and it's it could be something bigger going on there where he's not quite settled in his mind of, of how he wants to approach the game at the test level. Yeah. So maybe it is time that he does just step back. Um, now, you know, perhaps this is how we, we talk about when we, was, when we spoke about coming into Adelaide, maybe this is where England go. They don't bring Dan Lawrence necessarily in, but maybe they do bring Don Bess in and maybe they bump the order up a bit. Now that doesn't go from a strength and I don't want us to do that, but I'm just trying to find a way of 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 getting the balance right of a team to get a spinner in there because if they're yeah. so reluctant to play Jack Leach, well how do you play Don Bess? Yeah. Cuz I, I I don't know. It, it just it's bizarre. Who else who's the other batsman? So you got Crawley, Lawrence, Bairstow. Bairstow. Sorry Johnny Bairstow. So there's another option as well, isn't there? I, I, I wouldn't want to see Johnny Bairstow at the top of the order. If you're going to bring him back in, bring him in the middle order, back him at five. Yeah. Um if, if you want and spin. then maybe Stokes at six. Yeah, absolutely. And, and but it, but at some point if he does come back in, he has to take his opportunity. Yeah. We can't keep having these these little runs of 30 odds, yeah. averaging 30 odd. If somebody yeah. needs to come in and average 50 or average 45, it's just how average thirty five? Just give give me something, man. Like Milan's done that. He's captured the moment. He's cemented himself at number three for another year. That's great. Ollie Pope for me, I don't think has progressed as a cricketer against spin since we saw him in India. Where you're right, he was getting caught behind uh, all the time. He was nicking off. He was finding it difficult. So he moved across his stumps and he's getting out lbw. He was trying to sweep. The next innings, he's trying to use his feet. He still doesn't know what his best game is. Um, Really, really interesting though to see what's going to come of him. I just hope he hasn't got Mark Rampakash syndrome and we never quite uh, get to see his full talents yeah. in fruition. Um, but Aussies were great. Mitchell's start was superb in this first innings, mate. Four yeah. for thirty-seven off sixteen from a, mm-hmm. a leaky left armour going at two point two eight and over was pretty good. I thought Jai Richardson was not great in this first innings. He, he lacked a little bit. He bowled a little bit short. Um, we could mm. get hold of him a little bit. But Nathan Lyon, who came under a little bit stick at the Gabba in the in the first innings, three mm. for 58, I thought, bowled pretty well, gave good control. And early doors, early doors. We're talking day mm. two here. The ball's spinning. Yeah. And we know it spins at Adelaide. And I'm still looking at it going, we ain't got a spinner. So we're not going to be able to replicate the same threat level for... No. However many overs that he bowled, or oh, he bowled twenty-eight overs that our right-arm seamers are going to have to bowl. <laughs> it's it's strange. We spoke about it at the top. Don't need to go through it again, but it's just bizarre. This we knew this was going to happen from the off. You knew that, that Adelaide would take spin. Obviously, Nathan Lyon is an exceptional spinner. We don't have a Nathan Lyon, which you know, six seven years ago, I, I would not have expected myself to be saying, "Oh, we need a Nathan Lyon." <laughs> but that's, that's that's how he is developed as a as a player, isn't it? And it shows you if you actually give people opportunity, let them play, perhaps they might actually become a decent spinner in Test cricket. Yeah. But you know, you've got to actually play them first, haven't you? Um, um, Jai Richardson, just quickly, he was wicketless, and yeah, not ideal. But I thought he bowled really well at the top of the order. He put pressure on. He was, he, I think, he was. You know, Mitchell Stark can take the reward for the um, for the couple of wickets 
Um, at, sorry, Nisa and Stark got the wickets, didn't he? But I thought Jai Richardson really, really put the England openers and the England top order under pressure. He comes um, so at you, doesn't he? Was, he he's he bold. really bowled he's well. You've got to play. Yeah. yeah, as the innings went on, obviously you settle in a bit, don't you? And you, you yeah. know, didn't quite go perfectly, but we'll come on to him very, very shortly. And he, he certainly did um, have a good, good test match. No, nicely done. Give him some props. Mm. Um, mm. Australian second innings, they choose not to enforce the follow-on, bat some time, rub it into those English guys. Mm. 45-1 at the close of play. David Warner's on his way back from an absolute farcical run-out. But mm. the rest of the day, <clears throat> it was really interesting cricket. This Again, unfortunately for the game circumstances that were already 200-odd behind, but the mm. first hour of cricket from England was ex- exceptional. They were beating the outside edge, even though the ball wasn't doing a lot. We had great control. We kept the Aussies down to about one and over for the first hour before uh, Travis Head started to get hold of stuff. But it is worth noting in there that Marcus Harris got out and became the owner of the worst average for an opener after 10 <laughs> test matches in Ashes cricket. He now averages well, 10 against England. Well played, Marcus. Well done, Marcus. Um, that's horrendous, yeah. and he's been retained for the following uh, three test matches as well. So it, it's all about who bit of faith. Uh, who you know in the world of cricket to, to get it. But it's a bit of but it's shown a bit of faith though. They know he's a good cricketer. He is a good cricketer, but he's not quite finding it yet. But because you've got David Warner, because you've got Lavishan, Smith, etc., it gives him more time because they're performing. And this is the thing with England. If Pope wasn't performing, or if one of the openers wasn't performing, but everybody else was scoring got themselves the odd 100 or they're hitting 50, 60, 70, 80s. We don't focus so much on the likes of Pope, Burns, Hamid, etc. But everybody is failing for England at the minute, whereas Australia, the others are picking up the slack, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll have to defer to you. I didn't really see much of the second innings, but, it, you know, I'm just looking at the card as well and what you read, you know, players are contributing again. Uh, Michael Nisa with his promotion to number three. <laughs> Probably deserved after his first innings, but obviously as night watchman. <laughs> Um, that could have gone very badly for England. I mean, that's how the Aussies are, isn't it? They're just rubbing it in. The bloke hits 34 off 20-odd, and then they go, you could be a night watchman now. Reverse the I'm surprised order, he didn't come in and start smacking it around. So, um, If you was, didn't see much of it, I'm going to tell you this, that Joss Butler took a stunning, weak-handed catch off Marcus Harris, which was world-class, and subsequently Good. dropped Steve Smith off an absolute dolly the following ball. Mm. That happened. <laughs> It, it again, it's inconsistency, isn't it? It's technique. It's not. It just seems like this thing's not quite right with people just being able to execute on a consistent basis. Um, and this was also the, the innings of the spin. So the England spinners didn't realise we had one, but we ended up with three spinners in this innings, didn't we? Where have they been hiding? Why haven't we bowled David Milan more often? I, well, I'm, that's, that's, I mean, that's you know tongue in cheek, two for thirty-three. But <clears throat> I've seen worse. Absolutely. I mean, that's another another shout for Dan Lawrence, isn't it? He? he can offer another option with spin. Whether or not it's, it's good enough for test level, I don't know, but yeah. it is it is an option. So, Joe Root got himself two for 27, two for 33 for Milan, and Ollie Robinson? Oh, that Ollie? Was, that, that was a bit... Ollie Robinson? That was a bit silly. Joe Joe Root missed the start of the day because he got... Let's be, let's be perfectly clear on this. He did not take a shot in the abdomen. He got straight no. one straight no. in the testicles with no protection on in the nets. And uh, that's why he, didn't, he missed it, because he had to go for a scap. Did nobody go up to him and say, with your bat handle, just tap your box. You got a box on. You got tap a box it. on, there mate. There you go. Coaching 101, lads. Who was that? It's that Chris Silverwood. Sackable offence. Fire him. Get rid. <laughs> People call him for that already at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Um, yeah, not for the same reasons, though. You, you didn't check he had a box on. But it's right. If someone gets hit in the nudger area, it's hitting the box. It's not abdomen. It's not groin. It's not... Gentleman's area, and if it just it's hitting the box, it hits his it's, box. It's in the box. It's in his ball. It or doesn't it's penis like. But it's the ball doesn't hit that. The ball hits no, the box. Apart from in the net, if Joe Root's not wearing a box, so it hits the box. The box hits your balls, doesn't it? So, yeah. It's a so it's a Come on, commentators. <laughs> but let's be honest, um, it just hits the box. <laughs> for for what it's worth, again from this second innings, and I don't like the fact that Joe Root came out and said we bowled too short, and that's one of the reasons we lost. Fuck that. One, sorry for swearing, but the bowlers bowled beautifully here. Yes, Travis Head got away, but Travis mm. Head was just in this perfect environment where there's freedom and he can express himself. And he loves going out there left-handed with his mo and just expressing himself to the world. And he, he did express. I'm glad I'm saying expressive and not um, showing his box 
I felt like that was the word that was going to come out there. Here you go. Move it um, on. Move it on. <laughs> but England showed great control. And one of the notes I made here was they gave England a chance to save the game. If we'd gone mm. out there from ball one and they'd gone at six and over, all of a sudden we were even more uphill. It was it was like Everest as opposed mm. to doing Ben Nevis. Like, <laughs> they're both incredibly hard to do. Stick a time limit on as well and with some very average batting or some poor walking shoes. The fact is we gave ourselves an opportunity to go and and try and save the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, you look at, I always try to look at the ball's face as, as much as the run scored in this, in, a, in innings like this. We was never going to go and, and you know, overcome this total, was we? So the 192 is, is pretty irrelevant. It's 113 overs that's important. And, we, and we, it was a pretty good, good effort, wasn't it? But you look at that, Rory Burns, to his credit, did face 95 deliveries, so 34. Yeah. Wokes, 97. They were the best. Milan and Root also hung around a bit. Stokes, as he seems to be doing a lot in this test, in this series so far, he's able to occupy the crease without really troubling the scorers. But as again, we said, it doesn't really matter so much in this innings, but you would like to see him look a little bit freer. Um, Josh Butler, though, wasn't it? 207 balls for just 26. Yeah. I think that's the lowest ever strike rate for someone facing over 200 deliveries in test cricket. It's, it's since records have been kept, I think it is. Um, so it's a real, real slow, slow attempt. But you knew Did it you was think inevitable. It was no, no, I think it was always inevitable. It was always inevitable. I, when I woke up, I did hope that England was still playing. That was my first thought. Um, and then when you see they are still playing, it's like, okay, we've got a chance. Butler was in. And then literally, as soon as I checked my phone, a wicket fell. So I apologise. Um, but it just, it's, there's an inevitability about this England team at the minute. As much fight as they show, and there was plenty yeah. of fight in this, and Josh yeah. Butler, we've got to give him huge amounts of credit, criticising for his keeping, criticising for a little bit of his batting. He's not played the way I expected him to so far in this series. He spoke about being more positive. Um, you know, I'm, rep, I'm not saying he said replicate his one-day one day skills, but he has to go out there and play like he plays. He cannot be the test match <clears> version of Josh Butler and stay in this England team. And he's not been that way. But it was a really, really tough, really, really brave rearguard action. And it was so unfortunate the way he did get out in the end, wasn't it? Getting deeper and deeper yeah. in his crease until he shrugged on his stumps. As I said, very, very symbolic, I think, of the way England have performed in this game. That they've got, they're just backing themselves, you know, as far back as they possibly can get. And in the end, it's not enough anyway. Um so um, yeah, it just felt inevitable in the end for me, and just we just don't have enough about us. And it's I think Australia deserved the win again. Obviously, um, they're just a much better cricket side at the moment, even if they are weakened by the likes of yeah. Harris. They're, they're a much better Travis. team <clears throat> yeah. when playing in their home environment, like most cricket teams around the world. Yeah, and Australia yeah, is is a fortress. No one goes there and does well, except how India went on. It's just it's just yeah. how it is. No. Absolutely. And we'll always have 2010-11. I've got to get one mentioning of that. It's like you mentioning <laughs> KP. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure where to turn with this at the moment. You know, the, when you get the Australians up, it's very difficult to get back on top of them. Um, it, it's just a barrage, isn't it? So it, it was one of them test matches where we needed a response from England. We needed somebody to stand up and say, he's a lock. Yeah, you know, Milan's done pretty well. We know Root's good. We know Stokes is is, is pretty good, and you know and Stokes bold as well. So we know he's he's relatively fit. But apart from that, nobody else really stepped up and said, "I'm a nail on now." You know, yeah. no, whether it might be Hasib or or Rory Burns or Ollie Pope, even Josh Butler, nobody just said like, "I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do, do it, something special." Did it leave you with more questions than answers? Is it that sort of yeah. ending to a test? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and the squad leaves me with more answers and questions as well, because I don't see who's in the squad to, 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 to rectify this. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll start, I think we can start looking, you know, we've gone long enough now. I think we can start looking towards the next test briefly. And we, you know, it's up to you if you want to get together or you want to jump on and do a little preview at some point. Obviously, being Christmas, it's a tricky one, isn't it? But where do we go? I don't see, you know, maybe Mark Wood comes back in the side. Who's your spinner? Where, you know, do you bring Bess or Leach in? With all due respect to both those players, in Australia, that does not excite me in any way. Do we go outside the squad for a bowler? Lasaki Mahmood has hit the ground absolutely running, hasn't he, For in the big yep. big bash? He took four wickets for, for nothing, basically, didn't he? Um, four, well, four for 22. And was it all four wickets early on? I, I, 
Can't yeah, exactly, he, but... he was. He ran through them, mate. Um, also, props yeah. to Sky Sports New Zealand for only al- allowing you to have one stream as soon as you start watching two cricket games at once. It shuts down your account. Thanks, Sky Sports New Zealand. Um, yeah, he, he bowled. He bowled really well. I just. You know what it's like coming into a series halfway through is hard. You're going to be playing at the G. It's cauldron. There's people. There's pressure, Mm. and it's a bloody road. It's a crap wicket. To to be fair, let's let's be. I'm being fair here. It's a rubbish wicket for cricket, and it's hard to bring in a bowler and say, you know what, come and make your test debut at the G, and uh, see how you go, mate. I yeah. I don't know. I'm, I've just brought up the squad and I'm looking at the options coming in. And, and honestly, this is no, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but in Australia, in Australian conditions against an Australia side that's 2 0 up, they've got the tail up, they've got players, you know, Smith and Warner are back kind of leading the way, aren't they? Yeah. New captain, Payne was a weak link. Um, simple as that. You know, they're, they're a stronger team without him, and they're a stronger team with a new captain. I, I look at this squad and I don't know where to turn, honestly. No disrespect, but Zach Crawley, do you want him at the top of the order? At the moment, I'm not sure I do. Johnny Bairstow, no. I like Johnny Bairstow, I really do. But I, I need Johnny Bairstow, if he's going to come into this side, to be Johnny Bairstow that we know he can be. He's never quite done that in the test, test arena. He's, he's be been the, ruined. He's been after 2016. All over the shop, isn't he? Um, yeah. He's never been the same player. No, and he wants the gloves, I think. When he plays for England, he yeah. wants the gloves. And yep. if you if you want to bring him in as wicket keeper, I've got no problem with that. Yep. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. Bring him in over Butler. Happy with that decision. Absolutely. Mark Wood, bring him back in the team if you want that extra pace. But what else? Yeah, you know, Craig Overton. I'm not sure. He might give you a bit more bounce, but it's Overton or Robinson for me. I don't want both of those boys in there. Really, you know, you really need Jimmy and and uh, and Brody to keep going. And we we you know if we want to get back in this series, we can't be worrying about resting players at the moment. Yeah. These blokes will want to play the Boxing Day test at the MCG. Don't yeah. rest a player at MCG. If you want to rest a player, rest <clears> them in the fifth test when there's probably nothing to play for anymore. But you need to go with your strongest attack in this next yeah. game. Uh, but it's just a very, very uninspiring list of options for this England team. And the only reason I, I mentioned Zach Mood is he gives, he's got something about him. He's got a little bit extra. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying he's, he's absolutely rapid, but he's got enough pace. He's fast. And he's just he got some spark, hasn't he? There's yeah. something about him. He's a hustler. He's a bit of a Darren Goff in some ways. There's some energy about him that you can't really put your finger on and quantify, but he's got can that swing the special ball. something. I like him. I would have liked to have seen him in the squad. It's simple as that. Yeah, so I've sort of said that I'd, I'd, I'd have liked the Lions out there playing more games, just following yeah. the team around yeah. state to state, just to yeah. give us a... We need 34 people to choose from with this England team. That's basically the game we're playing. <laughs> but in an age of COVID, I'm really shocked of how yeah. short they were out. And what yeah. I fully expected to happen was, this is the England squad. Okay, whatever. It doesn't inspire a lot. There's not a great amount of options. But, and then the Lions come out as well. Oh, that's good. So what I expected to happen at that point is, when the, before the Lions go home, we're going to take five or six lads and bring them and be net bowlers yeah. or... Yep. Just batters in the net. You know, keep Alex Lees involved. Keep maybe Josh Bohannon, who looked, who's looked pretty good recently and looked pretty yep. good in the warm-up. Keep, uh, well, second moves out there anyway, but keep one or two of the bowlers as well, Liam Norwell or one or two others. You know, one of the big disappointments for me was Bryden Cars getting injured. I would have liked to have seen him in Australian conditions because I think he yep. could have been somebody that could have stepped into this test scene like Ollie Robinson and one or two others recently and done really well. He's got the build, he's got the, the you know, the, the, the technique for these conditions, but obviously he was injured, so... <laughs> Waste of, waste of a sentence but I don't know what England do at this point and I don't know where they turn And but they need to have one of those group discussion moments don't they Yeah, an honest conversation and just get some openness in there and just like what the hell is going on but you know, just... isn't that what the last four years have been like on, on the conversations after 2017 going what is this who are we who do we want to be and how are we going to get there and I know plans yeah. change. I know it yeah. happens. I know Archer's not there. But yeah. we've had four years to try people to open in the batting and we've come away with one of the yeah. worst years in recent history. We've we've we we're just we're just no further than we were four years ago, and that's the no, disappointment. It's, it's we, we, the players that come in probably deserve to get an opportunity. I'm sure they do. But they don't seem to perform when they get here. So yep. is it a problem with identification of players? It's a much bigger conversation, isn't it, than, than this? Well, you make so, a fantastic point because Marnus Labuschagne was averaging 32 when he got picked to play for Australia, which comes back to it's um, one, being half decent at cricket, but two, 
mental personality yeah. types are, are generally what makes people that next yeah. level. And don't get me wrong, England are going out their way to try and find that. And they've put, mm. they've, they said on the Sky Sports Cricket podcast that England put a lot less weight on county championship runs than they used to. And it's all about yeah. the person. Yeah. But, it, but it, we're they not seem finding them. <laughs> no, no, and that's the thing. They, so basically, through their inaction, when the, you look at how long it took them to replace Sibley and, and the fact that Burns is still going at the top of the order, let's just use that as an example. It tells me then that they can't find somebody. Yeah, There's a bloke who scored a 1,000 runs this year for Sussex, Tom Haynes. He didn't even get with the Lions squad. No, so I thought that was we, a bit harsh. Uh, you know, what are we saying about him then as a cricketer? Rob Yates got in, who got a 1,000 runs, but was, had a few runs less than Haynes. You know what? What are we? What are we talking about with all this as an England setup, as an England selections? Where's what's the rationale? Are we saying that Haynes isn't there on that X? You know that we can't quite quantify side of the game, but Yates, you know, his runs counted as more than Haynes. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's just that's just a side issue. But the fact that the inaction at the top of the order tells me that this England setup doesn't believe that there is a better option out there. Yeah, and that is really really worrying. Because there must be somebody else knocking about who's ready to go. You, you, you know, Alex Lees or someone should have stayed in Australia. Simple as that, and give you another option as an opener. Because as much as they want Zach Crawley as an opener, I'm sorry, I just I don't see it at the moment. No, nor, nor do I, mate. I'm just looking at the stats over the last three years. So Root, Stokes, and Bearstow, they're three nailed-on people in the last three years. They're the only three people that average over forty. So that's that's good. That's that's rare. Yeah. But everything else drops off. We've paid 28 tests for Rory Burns in the last three years. He's averaged 31. He's giving you yeah. a century every 10 test matches, which is every yeah. other Ashes series. It, it'll get you a ton. Ollie Pope's averaged 30. Uh, Joe Denley averaged 29. Remember him? He played 15 yeah. tests. Josh Butler's averaged 29. Uh, Dominic Best averaged 28 at a strike rate of 34, which is... Extremely low. Mm. Zach Crawley's average 28. Don Lawrence, 28. Uh, Wokes, 22. Hamid, 21. Johnny Bairstow's averaged 21 in the last three years. And there's a lot of people going, we need mm. Bairstow in. There's a lot of people mm, saying, we need Zach Crawley. And he averages 28. But that's bolstered yeah. by him scoring 267 in one test match. And for the people <laughs> going, Dominic Sibley's been mistreated. Dominic Sibley got given 22 freaking test matches without scoring <laughs> on the offside. And scored at a strike rate of 34. Oh, well, he batted loads of balls. Irrelevant. <laughs> Absolutely mm. irrelevant. He fundamentally... fundamentally anyway. <laughs> That's a very basic word for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the moment's gone. But anyway, <laughs> he's just not been good fundamentally. enough. Fundamentally. Fundamentally. <laughs> oh, my God, it's too late. It's fundamentally. Basic, say basically. <laughs> basically. Basically, <laughs> the, the basic crux of it is he didn't score enough runs um, mm-hmm. and, and he wasn't good enough and he got dropped and he was given chance. So you can't say he's been mistreated when he was given 22 freaking test matches. Nick Compton played less than that and scored 300s. Just saying. Yes. So this is what we're talking about, though, is the people that are the options, the batsmen that are the options, haven't performed over the last two or three years when they have had opportunities. So we're looking at players that aren't taking their opportunities and who aren't performing at the moment and asking to replace him with people that haven't got a large you know, background of work recently yeah. of success. Yeah. Yep. What, because you so put what, your chips in these baskets. Yeah, so where's the options? Where's the different options? This is why I'm looking... I know we're talking about batting here, but this is why I'm saying perhaps Zaki Mahmood, he, he had the, the, the COVID test match, didn't he? Um, when he came in and played and did really well. Give, get somebody else from the outside. Give someone a bit of spark in there. The batsman, there must have been somebody we could have thrown in. What's to lose going forward? We've lost this series if we don't do something dramatic. And we're not going to win this series by chipping away gradually. It's not like we've had two close test matches. We lost by nine wickets and 270-odd runs, haven't we? That's about right, isn't it, I think? It's it's close enough to go in. It's just it's it's not. We're not close. It's quite one sided. We're playing a different game at the moment, so therefore we have to do something different. I'm not saying panic and rip it all up and retire everybody, but you have to do something differently. Now, whether that's people actually pull the finger out and perform, I have faith in some of these players. I believe Hasib Hamid can become a good opener. I would like to think some of these bowlers will continue to bowl well. I would like to think people can start catching balls. 
in the slips or wherever else they decide to keep chucking them on the floor. But at some point, we've got to just try something different. And in this series, whatever it might be, now it might be that we have to just go with a different that's in the squad and give those blokes an opportunity, a Lawrence, a Crawley, an Overton maybe, a Bess. And I never I... thought I'd be saying this, but chuck Bess in. You're not gonna if you don't seem to have faith in Jack Leach, give Bess an opportunity because we need a spinner. I think the, the G has got to be all about we've got to win this test. Who's the best eleven cricketers we've got? And we're gonna put them on that pitch. Jack yep. Leach to me is part of that because I feel we need a spinner. He's the best spinner that's in this squad, he should play. Um yep. if we're three nil down, then I think it's you know what, we're gonna we're gonna ring the changes. Burns, you've not scored a run, mm. off you go, someone's coming in to open. Um, and give people experience of playing in Australia that's going to help yeah. them grow as a cricketer yeah. for the last Did two it? test matches because you're on a hide yeah. into nothing. Because they're hammering. I didn't even... Nine wickets and 275 runs is as bad as it gets. Exactly. And I do... I take your point, and, and I completely agree. If we go 3-0 down and we haven't made changes, then yes, absolutely make changes. But this is the thing. With what we're doing at the minute, we're not going to win the next test by doing the same things. No. So there's, there's two ways of looking at this. We either make changes now to try and win, to try and keep ourselves in the series, or at least draw, because at 3-0 we've lost. 2-1 we're in it, aren't we? Or yeah. we wait until we've lost the series and then make changes. I'd rather try and make some changes now to try and keep ourselves in the series. Stranger things have happened. Not many, yeah. but strange things have happened. So let's be positive as England, England cricket fans and go forward. Right, should we let in just a few positives? Uh, yes. <laughs> Go on, hit Go on. me with something. So, Darren Milan, I think he's playing really well. Darren Milan. Correct. That's a yep. positive. Yep. Fundamentally, Joe, he's doing really well. Joe Root, he he got another record, didn't he? He's chipping away at the records. He's going to be seen yep. as probably the greatest England player ever, um, a test match player. That's a huge positive. We have Joe Root. We have probably, we're seeing one of the best players ever at the moment for England. So, embrace him, enjoy him. As frustrating as it is seeing everybody else, make the most of seeing that guy in this yep. form, this calendar year that he has done. Um, another positive for me, 10-11, one of the greatest days ever going to the MCG on Boxing Day. Awesome. Bresden and everybody else ripping them apart. Was it 98 all out, Australia? It can yeah. happen. There's a few. I'll bring you back in and then I might have a couple more as well. Um, I didn't have anything positive to say. I was just going to go Joe Root, captain, question mark by the end of the series. Oh, you have to maybe that's again, maybe yeah. that's a conversation for a few test matches time. I think it will be, but I will also just make the point I've made probably in two other two other conversations as we've gone through this pod. Who's the option? Who's the other person? Who's the who's the person that's going to take over from him? Yeah, agreed. And that's that's where we are with this England setup. It's not that the players in the team or the, the positions they hold are absolutely nailed down. It's more who can do the job. Um, I'm going to throw another positive. England cricket fans are exceptional. We know they're the best in the world. We haven't even we haven't even travelled from England. It's just the the, the dislocated, relocated, um, you know, uh, English that live in Australia. Where's all the Australian fans on a fifth day when they're about to win a Test match? I find I it don't pathetic. know. I... Absolutely pathetic. I've seen it when I was over there as well. They're all giving it all the large, aren't they? They're all there, you know, all look at us and shouting and singing back at the Barmy yeah. Army. But then on a fifth day, when they're going to win a test match, they're all back at work or they're at home. Get a yeah. grip, boys. I know it's a big stadium, but how many was there? I feel I feel there's some mm. restrictions going on, but I can't say for definite with without being there. But it is disappointing. Well, and did they I change it on the? Stroke, did they? Sorry, did they change it on the last day then? Because it was pretty much full house for the rest of the test match. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, d- I doubt it, mate. Um, but I also they just don't turn up. The big bash is empty. The big bash used to be packed, but the mm. big bash is getting no one to come and watch it, mate. They're, yeah. they're crying well, the... out for a different game that's twenty balls shorter. <laughs> Give it a break. Give it a break. <laughs> See, all right. Any more positives? Can we finish on a positive? Mm. Um, I I think Ollie Robinson was superb with the ball again, and I've not given him yep. the props that he deserves because yeah, he bowled a few fair. overs off spin, but. I thought he was exceptional with the ball. I thought Brody bowled really well. Anderson had great control. Milan's looking great. We've got no openers, no positive. Joe Root's looking really Stop good. It. Hopefully his balls are okay. Um, ben Box. Stokes got all the time in the world. Josh Butler really pulled something out of the bag that was pretty damn yeah. special and was almost up there with Atherton's innings at Johannesburg with uh, Jack Russell. And that covers everything. I, that, they're my positives. Yeah. 
There you go. And also, I'll, Joe I'll say... Richardson looks exactly like the main character from Sex Education. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure you're right. Um, Josh Butler, let's just say he's his place is under under doubt. Well, under pressure, isn't it, from from a lot of public figures and people on Twitter, etc. Maybe Josh Butler, maybe this innings has given him that confidence. And it might actually galvanise the squad. They've looked at what Joss Butler's done and they're going to say, let's get behind Joss Butler. He's the yep. one that's shown the grit. He's the one that's shown the determination. He dropped anchor. He did everything he possibly could in the end of this test match to win this, to, to save this game. Let's be more like Joss. <laughs> let's be more like... I'm going to put a negative in. We've only got four players averaging above 20. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But one of them is Chris Wokes as well. Um I'd have him opening. Right, one I'll more positive, Rich. Give me one more positive <laughs> to finish because I can't, I can't keep pulling us down. <laughs> one more positive. Oh, my, I'm struggling now. The barrel's been scraped. I'm, I'm tipping the barrel upside down now. My head's Gavin in the barrel. Milan is I'm averaging sixteen point five with the ball this series. That's exceptional, and makes him the third best bowler in the series. Positive. I'm going to give you a positive, Rob. By the time we get to this next test match, Santa's been. Awesome. I like it. Santa's been, and it'll be Christmas, and we'll all be having a lovely time, and we'll be having some food, and opening some presents, and spending some time with family, and telling our Prime Minister to go do something to himself, and if he tries to do it, to tell us anything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, I joke about that. It's a, it's a weird time over here at the moment, but hopefully, hopefully everyone can go and see family and stuff this year, because obviously last year we didn't. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, maybe you've enjoyed the cricket, depending where you're on the world. You've probably absolutely loved yeah. it. We'll be back for a second test preview, and then we've got the Boxing Day Whoa. test coming up. So stay Third. safe, stay well, have a great Christmas. Rich, you've got one more positive, hopefully. No, I was just going to correct you. I'm not previewing the second test again. Oh, I'm not going through oh, no, that. No, we're not going to do it. Third test. Third test. <laughs> Thank you so much.